Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, Rubbish! There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Second Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. everybody happy friday to you may 12th 2023 you're listening to kentucky roll call here on big x radio 96.1 fm 1450 am tj walker nick roush and justin kaylin here on your friday we did it we made it through another week this one was quicker than most for me at least which is a good thing especially coming off derby week so that's good we're here hope everybody's having a great start to their morning it's going to be a little humid out there when you get out, get up and get out. It's just going to be more humid as the day goes on, but that's all right. That's fine. I think next week looks pretty solid. Nick Roush, how are you, buddy? Man, I'm a, I'm a brand new man, TJ. A brand new man. Uh, went went to Lexington last night and had myself a time. Uh, just a great night. Absolutely great night. Scoots, uh, Ronnie Dunn, he still got it, man. I was, I was a little worried. Cause you go out there and you you you, you see him and he's uh, you know he looks like one of those uh, old dudes in the seventy like his hair's real long he's got kind of a baggy shirt like he could he could be an elderly man in Jesus Christ superstar like in a community uh, theater version of it but dude he he still got the pipes it was impressive it was a lot of fun uh, we had a, a wonderful time. Uh, just uh, a great show, uh, start to finish. Had had a, had a ton of fun and uh, ready to rock and roll. Exci- excited for uh, the show this morning. Hey, Scoots, he was talking to you. Normally, when people talk to you, you talk back. Uh, well, and then he went on a little bit, so I didn't know if he was still talking to me. That's cool, Roush. I didn't know you were going to that concert last night, so that's awesome. I know you yeah. mentioned that it was Brooks' favorite band, but I didn't. I don't remember you saying you were going. But kudos to you. For coming back with saying you feel like a brand new man. I see what you did there. Nicely done. <laughs> the whole me like, yeah, we should play Brooks and Dawn, and, and then you kind of crapping on it. You really must have not been paying attention. Well, no, so that was the, the was- that was the day we had all the technical difficulties. And I was so I admittedly I just remember you saying it was Brooks' favorite band and they were coming to town on Thursday, but I do not recall gotcha. you saying that you were going. I, I'll give you a little slack because it was, uh, you know, it's a major it, headache. Technical day. difficulties were yeah. happening at the time. That's all you were focused on. You were doing your job. You were doing your job. 
But uh, I also I also never heard you say you were going to the concert. Hey oh. Oh well, uh, you know, it was, then it was a nice surprise for you all. But yeah, they I, were... I definitely would have thought like yesterday you would have been like super excited where you couldn't help but yeah, same. It. Well, we had already talked about it, um, but it, I, I, I guess I had mentioned it during the technical difficulties aspect. Um, but still, it was it was just, it was real nice car, especially just like the whole lead up before. Um, you know, we got out of here pretty early. We were able to have a nice long dinner. And we, we were able to just have, just to talk about a lot of things at dinner that, like, you need to talk about, but you never have time to, TJ, because you're dealing with kids and all that stuff. Um, and then we ran into multiple friends from Louisville. And then uh, one of my buddies from college was sitting, I mean, right behind us. It, like, it wasn't to where we could talk to him during the show, but, like, during breaks, we could come up, say hey, and... uh yeah, it was it was good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, we were almost close enough to where they uh, they did a confetti like a streamer launch when they played only in America. Almost got the streamers. It was really close, but uh, couldn't quite reach it. That Felt- sounds like a really nice Thursday evening. Uh, but again, really- not knowing that you were there, buddy of mine was like, "Is Rush at the concert?" And I was like, ah, "I feel like he would have mentioned it, but maybe it's not." I, I know Luckett was having a tough time selling tickets, so I was like, oh, "Maybe he just ended up taking Luckett's tickets or something like that." And then I got a picture of you. You looked like you had great seats. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was, um, like, like what. What brought it up is I said that that's like the one time I've splurged on good tickets because normally I'm just get me in the door. I'll be fine. But it's Brooke's favorite. Um, this is, might be our only chance to go. You know, uh, I know they'll probably do seven reunion tours or whatever. But uh, I was like, you know what? Let's uh, let's do it to it. And uh, got on the floor. It was a great time. Great time. They played all the bangers. Um I think if I had one that I wanted them to play that they didn't, it'd only be like Indian Summer. But uh, Brooke was, <laughs> she was like, if, if they don't play Believe, I'm going to go up and I'm going to whoop Ronnie's ass. I'm just going to punch him right in the face. And uh, no, they played it. And he was great. That was the one song where he didn't belt out everything, but he still, Neon Moon hit all the high notes. Uh, My Maria, like you name it. He, he still got it. He still got it for an old man. What was the atmosphere inside Rupp Arena? How was the people watching? Oh, it was great. It was, I wasn't sure too how packed it would be, but like it was, you'd be hard pressed to find empty seats. I mean, it's hard, you know, high up into the upper deck. So hope like it was able to unload those tickets. But uh, the, the group next to us, like it, when you're down close, you've got a mix of like the drunkest people in the world who are just having the best time in their lives. And then you also have the people who like just want to sit and, and like they, they might be a little bit older. So they've got the closer tickets so they could sit down and still enjoy it. Uh, so I did feel bad for a lady about four rows behind me who asked multiple times if I could just take pictures of the stage. And it's like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just this giant human that's in your way and you can't see well enough, but oh, I'll gladly take their picture. Um, uh, that would that would no offense it would stink being behind you in like a movie or it really anything anything well, like and especially on the floor where it's not oh yeah you oh know, yeah you're just not straight, elevated right? mm-hmm. yeah yeah so that was I, I i did feel bad there there was there was a group next to us though that they uh i i was i didn't know like they were being very friendly and social to the people sitting in front of us the people sitting behind us so I don't know how well they knew each other. And like, 
at times I thought that they were going to like start making out like with the people next to them, behind them, in front of them. Uh, I, but then at one point there was like, I thought they were going to fight each other. It was just, uh, and then there was a, a, a Scoots Jr. who ended up with like three girls around his arms, just having a ball, dancing to boot, scoot and boogie. So like it was that they were, they were a lot, they were a lot, but like not in too much of a distracting way, except for the guy who tried talking to my wife during neon moon. It's like, dude, this is neon moon. Stop talking. Just, in, well, just listen. Oh, I didn't know Steven Ventrice was at the concert. Hey, by the some, way, some Ralph, of the cowboy boots. Okay, what you got, Scoots? I was gonna say you said Scoots Junior. What if that was Scoots? Hey, oh, no, oh, you'd have to oh. create, buddy. Yeah, you said three women around his arms. Never mind, wasn't me. Yeah, he he actually <laughs> had the nerve to you know <laughs> to take dance that with next the step. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, one thing that they did at Rupp, TJ, that I've never. I don't know if I've ever seen before. There was an army of moppers. Just dozens of dozens. call Lexington the Mop City USA. Well, uh, they have that sponsorship during the basketball games. That's I, I'm not going to – not no free ads for them, but that's all over the place for, the, for their mops. But these guys were just any sort of spill – in sort of mess, they were there just like that to, to clean it up. I was like, wow, Rupp Arena really treating its patrons the, the right way, cleaning okay. stuff up in a jiffy. Reminds me of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory anytime there's any incidents. And the Oompa Loompas just come out instantly, clean it up, act like it's nothing, and then bada boom, bada bing, it's all taken care of. Although I'm I doubt make the, a the Mop Men were singing. Yeah, no, no. That was, that's, that's, yeah. Yeah. Too, too low hanging. My Get off who me, went, guys. commented on how... The KFC Yum Center is a better concert venue than Rupp Arena. Your thoughts? Um, so I had a different experience because, I mean, when it, the only time I've gone to Yum Center concerts, it was up, it was uh, upstairs, and those seats are the pretty sky high. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Rupp, like the, I feel like the the food and beverage lines move quick. And what was really cool was if you were down on the floor, even if you had seats in the lower bowl, you could go back to the new club areas where, Ooh. yeah, you, it still smells like fresh paint back there. And uh, those lines, they moved in a jiffy. Like, I mean, there weren't very many people there, clean bathrooms, like, it was real nice, Clark. Real nice. So uh, I could see if you I, – I, I was not a dingus who just like – when we first walked in, like the lines there were huge. Uh, they – you know, where there was merch or drink or whatever, but then you just walked to the other side, and it was easy, quick, in and out. So um, I would think it would be pretty similar. Now, of course, the Yum Center is much closer. It's a little bit fancier, um, and like it's newer – so like th- there is some perks to that, but I, I thought I erupted a good job of uh, taking care of everybody. Good, well, good. I like uh, I like hearing that, and, and that was my that was what I said. I was just like, well, I think Yum Center is just a nicer arena in almost every regard. It's yeah. a shame that the team that plays there is is a poopy team, but it's a nice arena. You can you, know, you, you can be a big Cats fan and still admit yeah. that the Yum Center is a nice arena. I, wish I mean, they have like a giant. Um, overlook onto the Ohio River and just like four enormous bars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. that's cool. But 
the, the other thing too is I had been there maybe once since the renovation, but I don't even know. I think it might have been the day that I just went to that fan fest uh, type deal. So I don't even know if I went into the game, but going up through uh, Vine Street instead of, uh, or not Vine Street, uh, but like we're Triangle Parkus, right? And it and it looks real nice. Like I, I, I typically am just on the other side of Rupp going in and out. So nice. Like that was much needed because as much as I loved Rupp Arena, the 1970s box that was designed there. It just was uh, not not a pretty building, but the the renovations they did to really uh, beautify the outside of it, the exterior, it's great. Real great. Real great. Well, I'm glad you had a great time. Sounds like a fun Thursday evening, a little date night. Uh, the Roushes mm-hmm. deserve it, and that's good. That's good. Oh, oh, oh yeah, go one, ahead. One, one final thing, and I didn't get a picture of it because I am I just, I just wasn't in a hurry for it. I'm not a big picture guy at concerts. But Scotty McCreary was the opener, um, and I forgot. Like, you know, American Idol winner. He, he, actually, he had some good songs. I, I enjoyed Scotty McCreary. But his the band that he used to hold up his guitar uh, in real big letters, it just said Scooter on it i was like oh come on yeah yeah there you go no that's a good time that's a good time scoots how was your thursday evening oh man it was phenomenal um so i had to go to work yesterday after producing all day and i get to work and literally there's somebody doing my job so basically i just inspect rooms every day flip them in the system make sure they're ready to go well there was somebody there doing my job yesterday another employee so I looked at my boss and I was like, what the heck am I even doing here? This is this is ridiculous that I'm here. So I somehow was able to stick around there for about three hours yesterday, did absolutely nothing. Um, then I came home and I knew it was grass cutting night. So I dilly-dallied a little bit. I, I, I just wanted to wait till it got a little cooler in the night. Well, my roommate gets home and he goes straight to the garage and gets the mower. And I'm like, hey, where, where are you going to start, in the front or the back? And he was like, I was going to do the back. I was like, well, you could save the back for me. I was I was looking forward to cutting the back tonight. So he cuts the front yard, and then I'm still in the house finishing up some laundry and whatnot. I was about three weeks behind on laundry, so yesterday was big. But he, I'm in there finishing up the laundry, and I hear the mower in the backyard. I'm like, what are you doing? So I go out there, and I'm like, hey, I'll take over. And he was like, no, it's all right. I got it because I, I cut the yard last time. Normally, we split it up. We'll do like one of us do the front, one of us do the back, and then next time we'll switch. But I cut it all last time, so I guess he just felt obligated to cut it all this time. So he cut the whole entire backyard, and I went out in the backyard, and I was chipping around golf balls for probably about an hour, hour, 15 minutes. So that was that was a lot of fun, hitting off the fresh-cut grass that I didn't have to cut. Although I do love grass cutting, but it was nice just to be out there relaxing, hitting some golf balls. So it was a really nice Thursday. I was I was pretty pleased when it was all said and done. Oh, well, that's awesome. Good. But both, you fellas both had great Thursdays. That's great. Is the yard that big that you have to split it up like that? Um, no, not not really. I mean, it only takes, if you're going to cut the whole thing, it takes a little under two hours. So, that I don't know. That's just something we worked out that we, we so we don't have to cut the whole yard. Because if, if we break it up like that, each side's under an hour. So, that it just seems more manageable. But, no, I mean, we, we don't have to. That's just kind of how it worked out when we had to start cutting grass. Well, it sounds like you guys have smoothed things over, and that's good to hear. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that, I knew that was just going to be a blip on the radar. That was that was nothing serious. Just good. him I'm, him being non-considerate. 
I still would just not like. I, I I could see maybe one person weed eating and one person doing the mowing. See, uh, that's the thing, Roush. So we don't have a weed eater yet. I was actually I was actually talking to my best friend who we're renting the house from, and I was like, "Hey, need a weed eater, and we need a leaf blower if you can make that happen." So he's been keeping his eyes out at like yard sales and stuff. So because we don't have so we don't have one yet, that's why we break up the mowing. But if once I we would, get a weed eater, it will be one person's job to weed eat, one person to mow. Dude, man, just, that's a, that's a bummer. Not have popped up yet. I wonder where you could get one of those. I mean, days. like uh, scoots, <laughs> this. What you need to do is just. Go buy it at Lowe's. Like, get, like, an electrical one that uses the same battery. And I'm sure, like, this weekend's Mother's Day, I bet they got some sort of sale or something going on. Well, you could get both for, like, 100 bucks. Here's the deal. So here's the way I see it. It's it's not my yard. It's my buddy's yard. So I told him straight up, I was like, hey, you buy us an electric leaf blower, an electric uh, weed eater, and then if we or if and when we ever move out, I'll just buy them from you at that point. But we need them now, so I feel like it's his responsibility well, since it's his yard. Man, keep, yeah, just, geez, we'll leave, just, buddy. Just, just buy the damn thing and do it if you're going to take it with you eventually. Just do it. Well, I don't know that I'll take it with me. I mean, it depends on the shape it's in and whatnot. Or buy it and see if he'll throw you some bones for oh, I mean, taking care of the yard. I mean, it's, like, not, hey. it's not that I can't go out and afford a weed eater right now. I just I don't feel like that that's my responsibility. Yeah, but if you're going to keep it afterwards, it's your weed eater. Yeah, but I don't I see. That's the thing. I don't know what comes next after this. So I don't know that I will keep it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I guess, and then you give it to them, and you say, well, you know, I used it here, it did me good, I'm moving into an apartment, don't need it, here's your gift for letting me live in your house while you were gone, Man, I really I, appreciate it. I can, I can personally guarantee you, after living in a house for now, what, seven months, I will never go back to an apartment. I was actually sitting on my porch last night, and I was sitting there thinking just how nice it is living in a house and how just great of an area it is to live. I'm really, really happy. Well, good. Well, you'd be even happier if you had a weed eater and a leaf bowler. Like I'm, they are, they're I'm very inexpensive. still happy without those things, but they would be nice. There's really nice apartments out there. There's oh, nice yeah, condos. absolutely. Yeah, no, I lived in one for four and a half, five years, whatever it was. But, yeah, living in a house, it's just, oh, my gosh, it's just so much different. I love it so damn much. Well, the only thing I can report is this morning, getting 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 going in the bathroom, uh, in the basement bathroom, and in the basement we occasionally see a centipede, what? centipede, oh. saw it, and then it mm -hmm. went under the squatty potty, and <gasps> I was like, oh, well, I don't like that. I would rather have just have killed it, but I couldn't because it went too fast and it went under the squatty potty, and then. I'm, I'm washing my hands, getting out of the bathroom, turn over the squatty potty. It's not there. So that that's frustrating. Oh, so God. not a great morning for me, strictly based on centipede uh, behavior this morning. And now my body is covered in goosebumps because centipedes are my least favorite thing in the entire world. Gross. Yeah, I feel bad for centipedes. They probably get a bad rap, but they are it, they are just gross to watch. So them. nasty. I think They are just gross. You know, I think they're kind of cool. I mean, they're kind of cool, but like when you see them, they're kind of gross. Does it freak out the 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 ladies in the house? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they they 
Like, they don't freak me out, out, but I don't like them. And when I see them, I want to instantly kill them. No offense to Mother Nature and centipedes. I don't always try to kill little bugs and critters. But centipedes, they're a quick out for me. And the fact I couldn't get this one, it's probably going to breed, have a million more little centipede babies, uh, and we're going to get overran here, I'd imagine. So The, the one that uh, – the, the basement bugs that do creep me out are the spider crickets. Just because they – Come again? Yeah, like the – the like the big spider crickets, they are they are they spiders or are they crickets? They're a cricket, but they've got like a lot going on behind them. I don't. It, they're just like crickets, but extra, and so oh, that makes it. Oh, I googled it. I googled it. I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. They're very. I they called that. Yeah, those things they can get the hell out too. Yeah, because there's just so and, and the, like the way they jump around, they can actually be hard to catch. Um, <laughs> Yeah, those things, real big pain. Almost as much of a pain as this damn would be. That is, it's like right by the path between where I park my cars and where I walk to my house. It's always there. And I, whether I've got like my hat or or uh, uh, the Duke's baseball, his little wiffle ball bat, like it, it just, it's tormenting me. And I, I, it's frustrating me to no end that I haven't got this bastard. I got his dad last year. I killed like five of them, and right at the same spot. And now I'm, I'm trying to get this one, and he's just, he, he's really uh, pulling one over on me. Really, just mocking me at this point. Uh, you know, he really just walking real smug, just up into the building, just. Hmm. Roush, I need to kill me. I need to get you a uh, a box that my dad makes. He makes these like birdhouse boxes. And he cuts like a hole in the bottom of it with like a water bottle. So he screws the water bottle into the bottom of the wooden birdhouse. And the bees just get into the water bottle and they can't come out. But they're so attracted to it because it's made out of wood. So they go right in it, no problem. I've seen those scoots. Yeah, they're cool. I've seen them with people that have pools, especially. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I've seen them with people that don't have pools either. And you're not kidding. Those things, like, fill up fast. It's crazy. I'll go to, like, my buddy's pool and go back a week later, and it'll be half filled with with bees. I thought we were saving the bees. Well, wood bees uh, don't – they don't – they just – they're pests. They just eat wood. Yeah, wood bees don't deserve to be saved. Yeah. Um, I I actually had – I had one of those end up gifting it to my parents because they had a new deck and they just weren't going to have would be um, get to them. So might be a, a new investment. Also heard that you need to um, you need to kill one first and stick it in the jar or the bottle or whatever, and then it'll track the other bees. Not true. I mean that, that may that may be true that it attracts the may other bees, but you don't you don't have to kill one before you put it in there. No. <laughs> This is one of my favorite things about Scooch. Not true. <laughs> it may be true. <laughs> uh, Scooch, I'll take one too while you're just handing them out like right. candy. Yeah, my dad's. We, we, have them, we have them on our deck as well. My dad's got about, oh, I want to say like four or five hanging around his property, and they're just constantly halfway full of them damn would bees. Love it. I, I, I will say this, though. I And I'm mostly talking to my wife, but I, I, I get slightly annoyed with people that freak out at bees i and wasp and whatnot like i get it if you're allergic it's kind of serious and you probably need to just go to another room but like all you have to do is remain calm so when you do the opposite you're doing exactly what you're not supposed to be doing so chill out everybody sees the bee or the wasp yes nobody wants it by them but chill out let it kind of just hover and it will go away in time 
Yep. Or it'll hover enough until I can kill it with my sandals, which I'm amazing at. Oh, that's a great feeling, too. Uh, one of the few it's a risky things- game, though, because you know if you don't get it, that thing's going to be ticked off. Yep, yep. It's 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 fun though. It makes it's um really my, the last bastion of masculinity for me because I'm not a manly man. But when I kill bugs, I'm the man of the house. <laughs> All right, we're gonna end segment one here. It's a bug's life on Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. One of the more quiet UK athletic days yesterday. It's been a pretty newsworthy week for the most part. We still have stuff to talk about. The Batcats have a ginormous series tonight against the Tennessee Volunteers down in Knoxville. It's a really, really big series. I'm excited about it. I'll have it on the TV most of this weekend. We've got a great Thornton's text line to get to, 502-414-1415. Do not forget to start your Friday, start your weekend off right with a Thornton's visit. Get yourself a breakfast sandwich, some donuts. Bring donuts to the office. Be that person today. Oh, you can also eat. you can also get something else at Thornton's. I've got to tell you all a story when we get back. I've, I've just seen this couple too many times the last handful of months. I've got to share it on air. So I'll tell you that when we get back to. A Thornton's Ooh. radio tease, everybody. You're yeah. not going to want to miss it. Kentucky Roll Call rolls along after this. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Sit your five dollar ass down before I make change. Welcome back, Friday edition Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Radio. 96.1 FM, 14.50 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Friday morning, baby. Got the Friday fever, and Scoots has a Thornton story you're not going to want to miss. We're all finding it out for the first time. Scoots, take it away. Yeah, so we always talk about all the things you can get at Thornton's, right? We mentioned the breakfast and the fountain sodas and anything, really anything you want, you can get at Thornton's. And when I mean anything, or when I say anything i mean anything so there's this couple i go to thornton's about 9 30 9 15 9 30 pretty much every day after the show's over to grab some breakfast and a drink and whatnot so i i and i'm all, I always freak with the same one but there's this couple that i've noticed well probably five or six times within the last two months i don't know if they're new to the area or what they're probably in their mid 60s early 60s look like they've had a pretty pretty rough go of it in life but they do this thing and the first time i saw it i was like this is wild i'm surely i'm i'm not seeing this correctly but i've i've since seen it almost every time that i've seen them at this thornton since but they go in at 9 15 9 20 in the morning whatever it is and they grab a huge a huge ice cream cone of soft serve i mean the tallest <laughs> the tallest soft serve that you could imagine on top of I a saw, cone i saw these people did you you've seen them too yeah yeah it's the one by the station and it's, correct and tj it was the large I, I don't know how they kept the ice cream on the cone 
It's so in, this is like a daily thing. They just go they, to the ginormous ice, co- I ice see, cream cone every day. I see them at least once a week. And remind you, this is nine o'clock in the morning. But yeah, they they I, bring the ice cream out to the car, and they don't drive anywhere. They literally just sit in the car and they lick on their ice cream cone. It is the strangest thing. They, the, the they strange... sh- they're sharing a cone, right? No, no, they, no. they, they oh. each got one. Um, that'd be better if they were sharing. That, that, would, be, that would be better for the story. <laughs> no, they each get one, and Angela that's good. And the uh, Angela scene in The Office where she's yeah. out on with Andy and just rolls down the window, takes her ice cream cone, puts it on the side of the car. Uh, that's crazy. That's pretty wild. I guess they probably don't have a rule though. Like if you, you if they hey, a soft serve ice cream cone is I don't know what like eighty nine cents or something along those lines. Probably. And there's probably no rule on how big you can make it. Right. Right. Um, it's just a matter of how good are you at architecturally designing this enormous wow. soft serve. Um, Shout out to go ahead. I was just going to say, like, that was, I was more shocked. It wasn't the, because, like, honestly, I feel like I could eat ice cream, like, soft serve ice cream at any point of the day. But the height of which she built this soft serve cone, I mean, it was, <laughs> it was equally two, it was double the cone. Maybe even triple. Like it was two thirds were ice cream on top of this tiny little bitty cone. It was. Oh, you guys, you guys got to get a picture next time you see it. Yeah. Maybe just go up and ask and be like, "It is so impressive how well you stack your ice cream cone." Could I get a picture? See, for me, they're probably not going to care. For me, it's more so like, so I like ice cream more than just about anyone else, but I'm not going to smash ice cream at nine in the morning. So, well, I guess I, you don't love ice cream more than anyone I, else. I would want to more so go up to them and ask like, yo, why do you all eat ice cream at nine in the morning? And then, and then maybe they come back and they're like, oh, we just got off work. This is like, well, this is our after dinner. And I'll, and then, then it would make sense. But other than that, it makes zero sense to me. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm not shaming ice cream. Good. Anytime. Good for them. I remember Bellarmine basketball camp days. They'd have a soft serve ice cream station, and that was like a fun thing to do is see how big you could make it. But the issue is if you dropped it, you'd have to clean it up, and you'd also look like a total idiot, and like maybe one of the, camp, like one of the counselors would say something to you. So, yeah, it was a delicate balance there. But I think ice cream's good at any time of the day. Uh, yesterday had a little piece of cake, and right, like right before bed, I was like, ah, I probably shouldn't eat this before bed. I ended up eating it before bed. But I, I did think, like, maybe I just save it for the morning. Because really, what's different than a piece of cake in the morning than a pancake covered in syrup or a beignet or something? Like, breakfast, a lot of breakfast foods are just desserts. You just, yeah. under the disguise of you eat them in the morning, so it's more acceptable. <laughs> I mean, you really, like a, like a sugar, a sugary most... cereal versus an ice cream cone. What's the difference? Yeah. <laughs> We've just been um, marketed to think, like, oh, no, mm-hmm. it's actually... You gotta get it's your day started right. For you. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, anyways, all right. So no replay of Kentucky roll call this morning because EJ Clark, Kentucky Winter Circle, gonna be doing a little Preakness preview, which you're wondering, hey, isn't that in the Preakness next weekend? It is. It's not this weekend, it is next weekend. And so he's he's gonna preview because he's gonna be out of town. But Rush, we do have some horse racing news. I thought yesterday was a pretty interesting horse racing newsworthy day. Um, so you might have to enlighten me on some of these. I was grinding for a while. Are you talking about the Forte drug test? Yes. And yeah, the yeah. suspension that followed. And then also we've got some mage news and yeah, it, it was just, uh, more than most days. Yeah. So the, the thing with Forte. So, okay. So they actually did reach a conclusion on this failed drug test because we had the New York times report that came out 
I think two days ago. Um, and essentially that report, it struck me as a like, okay, Todd Pletcher, uh, I, I should lay the table out first before I, I give some analysis on it. But uh, Forte failed a drug test following his first graded stakes win. It was the hopeful stakes at Saratoga last summer. It was the first of, I want to say, four graded stakes that he won as a two-year-old champion. Um, and uh, failed a post-race drug test. And it was uh, for a uh, anti-inflammatory, which feels like the kind of, run-of-the-mill, like, drug tests that you you know testing positive for nowadays. The thing that uh, I thought was curious, though, was, like, basically Pletcher's legal team was just kicking, trying to do whatever they can to procedurally delay the ruling as long as possible because they wanted this horse to run in the Kentucky Derby without having any sort of um, negative backlash around. Like, they, they didn't want this horse to have a bad rep. Uh, and... They 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 succeeded in that aspect because uh, most of the racing officials that were quoted in that original New York Times story were like, "This is this would, would have been settled months ago," but like Pletcher's just dragging his feet. Um, so I they ended up uh, disqualifying him from the race, finding Pletcher, and uh, Pletcher got a ten day suspension from New York. Yeah, it seems like the Forte team just played this horribly wrong from the get go. Like obviously some bad luck that your horse stepped on a rock or whatever happened, but it just seems like all around, if they could go back in time, they probably would do things much differently with this horse. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And the thing is too, is like, if it's adjudicated ahead of time, then, you know, people probably just like move on. Uh, and it might be just a footnote that's mentioned in the NBC broadcast. However, they could have, he was probably trying to do the thing that Baffert did with justify. Because Justify failed, uh, I think it was the Santa Anita. It was one of the, uh, it was one of the prep races as a three year old. It was it was much closer to Derby, um, and they didn't get it adjudicated until after he won the Kentucky Derby, and it didn't become news in the New York Times until after he won the Triple Crown. And by then, nobody cared. So maybe that was what Pletcher's goal was was to do the old Baffert playbook, um, but n- n- nevertheless, it just. It feels like this horse in the last week, I mean, it's not the horse's fault, right? But, like, just a real rough week for this horse. Yeah, yeah, it does. And it also seems like a lot of people think it's one of the best horses in the world, and you're just not getting to to see it run in the yeah. most important, important races. So it will not race in the Preakness, which you'd have to like Mage's chances. Again, to me, Mage is kind of this like scrappy underdog type horse where I don't think it's probably the fastest, most talented, the best. It's got the best genes, if you will, the best DNA, but it just finds a way to be able to close down the back stretch. It doesn't really matter where it's at. It's going to find the hole and it's got enough speed in a burst to, to outrace the any others. So in the Preakness, a little bit shorter race than the Derby. I, I with the field, I think Mage is going to have a chance to maybe make things interesting going into the Belmont, which would be a lot of fun if that happens. Nothing better than the Belmont with a triple crown on the line, which we've been lucky enough, Rush, to have several of those in our lives. Two payouts, which up until 2015, it was zero. But uh, 
that'd be fun. I think Mage is going to have a chance at that. But EJ Clark's going to have more on that here on Big yep. X after we get off the air today. Roush, real uh, quick, I, I heard a report yesterday since Mage is on the smaller size for a horse that the quick turnaround would be tough for him in terms of the Preakness. Is there is there any truth to that, or why would why would that be the case with him being a smaller horse? It would that would be tougher on him. I, I just don't understand. Honestly, I, you, it, I think it could go either way because you could also make the argument the other way that it's a bigger yeah. horse. <laughs> I mean, like, so I, I I don't read too much into that, um, but uh, I. I it's made just training like as we speak at Churchill Downs. So all is looking good, pointing them toward the Preakness. The horse that I'm watching, uh, though, on that race, TJ, first mission won the Lexington Stakes. So this was the the race a week after the Bluegrass. Uh, beat Disarm um, in that race. I really liked in the Derby, finished uh, fourth. Uh, first mission is one to watch. Uh, ran it well. It was a shorter race. Uh, so keep keep an eye on first mission. Well, they were racing last night at Churchill Downs. We nearly almost went. We'll definitely be heading down there some Thursday. Yeah, this they year. Uh, they changed up the Thursday night setup. So uh, it, yeah, I think they re- probably had to with the paddock construction, right? Yeah, and I, I don't know if paddock construction is going to be ongoing, but at least like just the setup, the space. Uh, they moved it from the paddock. Like if you were looking at the Twin Spires, it used to be to the left of the paddock. Now it is to the far right by what I call the long field entrance, but it's between the first turn and the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. And um, if you've ever, I've never been, I haven't been to the Matt Wynn Steakhouse yet, but that um, that entrance is over there. And it's a nice little courtyard, like the landscaping's real well done. And I, I think it was more from like a, all right, this is pretty, we've got a nicer new area. Let's kind of, let's show it off a little bit. Let's get people over here instead of kind of by where we're trying to, to fix things up right now. Well, my hot streak from Saturday came to an end last night relatively mm. quickly. However, it looked like they had a good crowd out there. It looked like the weather was nice. Uh, good. Good for Churchill Downs. Good for Thursday night racing. They'll be back at it again today at 422 at Churchill Downs. Uh, we'll, we'll talk more about the Preakness and horse racing a little next week. But I did see this interesting idea, Roush, as everybody kind of – and this is not a new conversation to this year. It's been going on for a while about – Horse racing, are they getting enough rest? Is the Triple Crown, do they need to spread it out a little bit? I thought this was an interesting idea from John Piasek, which I'm probably mispronouncing his last name, as I always do. Apologies to John. He His Twitter handle is they're off, if you want to check it out yourself. He says, first Saturday in May, Kentucky Derby. First Saturday in June, the Preakness. First Saturday in July, the Belmont. First Saturday in August, the Haskells. First Saturday in September, the Travers. The first Saturday in October, the Pennsylvania Derby. First Saturday in November, the Breeders' Cup. I like that. I'm in on that. Big race Saturday starting from May to nearly the end of the year. You just, you don't, I think that'd be really good for horse racing where, yeah, you're, you're, the casual fans probably not going to keep up with the day-to-day of it, but if they look at the calendar and they realize it's the first Saturday of the month, they can guarantee there's going to be a big-ass horse race on their television that day. I'd be in on this, and it spreads it out enough where horses can can get enough rest if they want to race in the biggest races. Um, I am out on it because, uh, for one reason, the Travers being on the first Saturday in September is just a terrific idea. You're going to compete against college football opening weekend and Labor Day. Like, just 
bad idea. I I know Naira would not go for that. Secondly, I'm just I'm very traditional in it. Like it's supposed to be hard, and also like there's a happy medium here where you don't have to run your horse. Like, uh, you know, my, my, my grandfather, there's pictures in my basement of my grandfather with a horse he had back in the forties or fifties or whatever. The horse ran on July 3rd and then it won on July 7th. Like they used to run the hell out of these horses. We don't have to be that extreme, but like two weeks rest, they, they can do this. They're I, I'm with you. And like, I, I like the tradition and the history of it. And once you change it, then the winners after that are going to not have an asterisk, but you'll say like, hey, after 2024, they triple crowns a little different because you, you you didn't have to worry about rest and endurance was a big part of the triple crown. You, you got to not only be one of the fastest and best horses, but you got to be able to keep up and hold yeah. up, which have is the stamina and durability more of a rarity right. these days. But I love Super Saturdays and horse racing. I think it'd be good for the sport. I think it'd be fun. You're right that like but, the Travers wouldn't wouldn't maybe be the biggest show on town, but anybody can flip it over to NBC or whatever channel for two minutes and let the college football game wait for a little bit. I know horse racing may not like that, but I think Having having the first Saturday, knowing that you are going to be on TV and have a big race, I think it'd be I think it'd be good if, if you are going to change it. I like that idea. Uh, the The other part too, I know, like, wouldn't people just kind of forget about horse racing too? Like, if you have a month in between, like, I kind of kind of like it being close together because it keeps you in that, uh, yeah. you know, like you you know, a big race is right around the corner. Sort of but what thing. what happens after the Belmont to the Haskells or Belmont to Travers? I mean, people just tune out after the Triple Crown. Anyways, people really tune out out of horse racing once the Derby winner loses the Preakness. It's it, true. That, yeah. You know, it, it loses a little bit of its buzz there. Uh, one idea, if they are yeah, thinking I, about moving stuff around. Uh, yeah, no, I, I do. Uh, like I, that, is, that is a creative way to go about it because – it does make it at least to where you know at least that first time. Like I, I, I appreciate it. that's that's at least a much better uh, of all the alternatives I've heard. That one at least has a little bit of sense about it because it it gets the casual person on a schedule uh, where they know that it's going to be. That's that's my whole take with it. That's probably not going to happen. Scoots, what do you think about it? That, yeah, that's what I was just sitting here thinking. Roush is the fact that I don't know when any of these races are, but if we were to do that, you would have seven straight months of knowing, hey, every Saturday, first Saturday of the month, you've got a big race to pay attention to. So I do think there is something to say about getting people on a schedule. I think it could potentially help horse racing if you were to do that because of the schedule aspect. Yeah, and uh, yeah. yeah. I think, super, I think super Saturdays, get on board, everybody. We had NBA games last night. I went over to... Yeah, home teams did not prevail. Uh, gosh, the I was I was going to listen to the Suns Nuggets on the way home from Lexington, but it was Lots a thirty eight. point game. My yeah. gosh, the same with me. I was like willing to stay up for it and watch a little bit of it, but then it was like, well, don't need to watch this anymore. I watched the entire the entirety of the Celtics seventy sixers game. I was feeling great about that in the fourth quarter, and then the final five minutes, Jason Tatum decided to take his blindfold off and start to actually try a little bit, and he had some shots, and I hated it for the seventy sixers because Maxi was awesome he was really fun to watch they couldn't stop talking about him he was a he 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 was on the money and unfortunately they just totally fell apart there in the love that we got a game seven though that yeah but don't you think the celtics are probably going to cruise although people thought that about game five with them so i guess that's true 
the the Celtics are such a uh, inconsistent team where I, I think they should cruise, but I also thought they should have cruised against the Hawks instead. They, they went to seven there. Like they they're they're very they they aren't what we thought they were. So uh, and, and I, the Hawks in six. They they had to go back to Atlanta for that game six, and they and they won on the road there. Okay. But but close they had to the seven. Dana Jackson concert. Mm-hmm. They had to get yeah, moved. that whole thing. Did you all did you all hear Spears yesterday at all? A little, uh, a little bit. bit of it. I heard your NBA analysis that the Celtics settle for too many threes, which did make me chuckle. Well, it, it was just odd yesterday because the 76ers are the second favorite to win the title, but they were underdogs in that game last night, which was really weird. That was weird. It was weird enough where I wanted to check to make sure Spears wasn't like mistaken and wrong because that was uh, interesting. The Lakers were the favorite, which was weird enough as is to me. That's that's got to be like a UK being the favorite to win the title thing, though. We're I thought like, that as well. That that yeah. could just be like so much money's coming in from Lakers fans, or they're LeBron playing James. well as of late. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. yeah, but that was interesting, Scoots. Uh, you'll get a game six tonight. The Heat look to close out the New York Knicks at home. That's at seven thirty, and then the Lakers will look to advance to take on the Denver Nuggets, and they are also at home against Golden State. I like the Heat and Golden State tonight. Actually, I like I like the Knicks to cover, but the Heat to win, and I like the Warriors to win outright. But after two and zero night, I followed it up with an zero and two night. Don't listen to little old TJ. Have we seen? Um, do we know what the dog is picking for the Lakers Warriors series? Yes, have you all we, seen this? Yes, we do. Have, have you not who's seen he got it? for tonight? I know he's got the he's got the Warriors in seven, right? Correct. So he actually picked the first five games correctly. Um, so it's he's got it three two right now, and he's got the Warriors winning six and seven. <laughs> this I've, not, dog seen, just I've like, not seen the little dog. It's a what's what do they so, call it? Corgi Air Corgi or something? Yeah, he's a corgi, and they put him on the landing of a staircase, and they throw a ball at him, and he's like Air Bud, and the balls falls down into one of the baskets and he's just oh was, i've seen those yeah. it was cute at first and then he just correctly picked them all all the games and that that's that streak continued last game and he's, he's got the warriors in seven so i guess i guess we got to ride for the warriors uh, there there uh, there you there you go i hate to go back but one thing i got to bring up with john spears show um of like he he does some old man things on that show that i, I think are very funny <laughs> But complaining about not knowing what channel the game is on is the oldest man thing Good I've ever grief. heard in my life. Like, yeah, no doubt. You, it, he, I, I'm glad you at least brought up, like, don't you have an app that tells you what channel? And he's like, well, yeah. Is it, well, also, there's a button. It's called a God button, and it, it tells you what's on the, the, the TV. Spears. It, he's just a grumpy old man. He doesn't want to put in extra work. Is he back at it again at noon today? He is, yep. Oh, boy. <laughs> what is he going to get into today? Yeah, I can guarantee there will be some baseball scores, Red. I love it. I love it. He's going to talk about the Reds winning again. Woohoo! Oh, he had the money line, too. He did, yeah. Good for him. Oh. <laughs> Good stuff. Good oh, stuff. All right, get your text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Like I said, it was a quiet day in U.K. world, but that doesn't mean there wasn't some news. We need to continue to talk about how this basketball roster is going to shape up for UK. Keyshad Johnson, the San Diego State transfer, he has posted some videos. We're going to talk about that. Uh, I'm, I'm 
liking UK's chances, and I'm going to tell you why that is. We have a small Oscar Shibway update that did trigger me to Bolivia, so I'm going to talk Ooh, about that. All the way to Bolivia? All the way there. All the way there and back, as a matter of wow. fact. So we're going to take our break now. We're going to come back fresh for an hour or two. We're going to get into the Thornton's text line. We're going to spend a lot of time on the Thornton's text line because it was a quieter day, and we'll talk a little Batcats as well. So it's going to be a lot of fun, and Hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Don't miss it. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. You can catch the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call. And if you're searching for some good food options around town, how about Salsaritas or one of their two locations in Louisville? Middletown, it has a drive-through. St. Matthew's, it was renovated just a couple of years ago. I guess you could make a case that it was renovated just about a couple months ago because they've got their new beautiful covered patio, perfect place to enjoy nice weather and be in the shade, eat outside, let the kids run around. A train comes by. Little Lucy, she loves trains now. Elephants, trains, and horses is her things that she's she's into. It's a great right combo. Yeah. Lots yeah. of good sound effects. What's her uh, horse sound effect? Oh, she – it like – Hannah kept saying last week that we trained her to do this. We did not train her to do this. She just does it. But we'd be like, what sound does a horse make? And – Easily like the loudest of any animal noises she makes. Nay! <laughs> uh, so cute. So like during Derby and stuff, we were doing it. Big crowd pleaser, really. Oh, that yeah. was fun to see. Uh, her favorite word, though, is no. She's just Ooh. no. She's in the no stage, Roush. I, mean, uh, I, know, I know you know tough. the no stage. Yep. And you just got to just power through and so cute, not though. get frustrated. Yeah. Well, and I think the big thing is not giving too much of a reaction one way or another. Correct. Yeah. And we like Hannah sent some parenting stuff and it's like you, you shouldn't don't like accept the no, but instead like spin it around where it's like, do you want to do you want to go up to bed? No. Do you want to grab a snack and we can head upstairs? Yeah. And then boom, no more. No, you got the yeah. And then you get the snack and you go upstairs. I don't I don't know. I've never raised a kid before, but uh, it's just it's either like an aggressive. No, no. And she shakes her head really fast or it's like a cute kind of like she knows it's not going to work in her favor. No, no. Oh, she's the best. She's the absolute best. I'm going to take her out on a little Salsaritas lunch date. I'm going to download oh, my Salsaritas wow. app. What a treat. And- I'm going to save some money. I'm going to get some wildly addictive chips. You Ooh, can't get her some other. guacamole. I yeah, know she loves sure. the guacamole. Oh, she it's loves so, it. It's, it's so fresh there. Mm-hmm. I, I can't get enough of it. Yeah, everything at Salsaritas is great. Remember them for the, your catering options and needs. And hit them up for lunch this weekend. Uh, like I said, weather should be pretty nice. All right. Fun first hour there. We talked bugs. We talked horses. We talked 
Brooks and Dunn. We talked about some stuff during the commercial break with Roush that we can't discuss on air, but that was pretty good. <laughs> it was uh, a good time. A fun good time. time with the KRC folks. So have we have we thought more about going to the Batcats game in Lexington next Thursday, boys? I, I think for me, it's I, I can put off a uh, dollar beer, a two dollar beer night. Excuse me, because the, it's our last chance to watch the Batcats. Just really, if if the weather's bad, then I, I would like to I would like to veto no. But like day Absolutely. of, like yeah, yeah. I I, I agree. I, I will commit to it. But yes, if if there's a chance of like a rain delay or something like that, then it's not just going to be worth right. it. But Batcats did what we want them to do. I want to go out and I want to support them and also uh, get my first UK Athletics brewski. Scooch, what about you? Yeah, I think I'm in. Okay, I'll drive. I'll we Sweet. can meet at a, a central location. Oh, I've got a good spot. I've got a good meetup spot too. What were you saying? Wait about who? Me? Yeah, I didn't say wait. Yeah, I thought you did. did. I thought you did too. It sounded like you said wait. Oh well, it wasn't maybe it was can't wait. Well, well, oh yeah, maybe it was can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Okay. A little concerned. Scoots can't remember what he said ten seconds ago, but we'll just move ten, on. Ten second, that. Tom here. All right, so the plan is, we'll, and yeah, Roush, I really want to get to Churchill too, but they'll be, when do they, they don't stop till after 4th of July, right? Uh, 4th of July is like their last weekend. Like Which we went out there on 4th of July last year. Absolute blast. Had so much fun. I think we kind of got lucky where it wasn't ungodly hot, but it was mm-hmm. relatively nice out there. I'd like to make that a little tradition. Ooh, the, but. the one thing we, I, I'll, I'll keep you posted on it. It was bad weather last year, but they do a Sunday kids day. That's just great. It's the best Ooh, where they do like, okay. I might do a petting zoo, but I know they got like all the inflatables and stuff, but that's, I mean, come on. You, they just get to have a blast while you play the horses. Hey, can we, I, can I we it. do a KRC Churchill day too? Maybe one yeah, Thursday night. Yeah. Come on. I yeah, think that'd yeah, be a lot I'm, of fun. I'm down. I'm down for that. We can, we can plan that a little in advance. All right. So weather dependent, the KRC boy is going to be at KPP. In just six days, hopefully the Batcats will will beat Florida. Man, would love to see them beat Tennessee this weekend. I mean, just mm-hmm. gosh, I I can't stand the Vols. They're so obnoxious, and they've been very underwhelming this year. After talking that talk all last year, they I mean, which I mean, they had every right to. They were amazing, and then they got upset early in the postseason, and everybody um, pissed on their graves. It was it was really just a, a real treat, and then they've sucked this year. Um, and, and when I say sucked, like they're still going to be in the NCAA tournament, but they're the bottom half of the SEC East, which I think I, I do find it odd that they are still doing divisions in baseball, but those are about to go away uh, as well. But it, just go down there and, and at least steal one, because I'm sure that this is a very big series for them to try to bolster their resume, mm-hmm. because that's Kentucky is a resume booster now. So I'm sure they're playing with the sense of urgency. Just go out there and take it away from them and really rip their hearts out. Nothing would make me happier. I did get a kick out of the Rutherford show and Trevor talking about how underwhelming U of L baseball has been this year and how they're on the bubble. And they had to say, well, they, they do have a good win over Kentucky, which I don't, I wish they didn't have a good win over Kentucky, but it was kind of funny having to hear them compliment UK baseball as they're trying to find ways to get U of L into the, into the NCAA tournament, the turntables, some would say uh, they've been, they've been old turns. And uh, we, we used to say Dan McDonald couldn't win the big one, but can he win enough to even get into the big dance is what uh, a lot of folks are saying. Yeah. You can't, you can't get swept against Tennessee. I, I think that going down there 
one if you if you get one out of three, you're not winning the SEC. It makes getting a four seed a little bit tougher. It means you really you got to win the series against Florida and probably need to sweep it. And you don't want to have that be the stakes because Florida's a really really good baseball team. But you can you can you'll be all right. You still have a chance, I think, of being a top 16 seed. Just avoid the sweep because if you get swept, it really kind of just erases all the the goodwill you built up uh, with the sweep against South Carolina. So go down there. Just take You know what? Win tonight, and then you put a ton of pressure on Tennessee because if they lose that series at home, that ain't going to be good for them. So this one tonight is, is going to be a big one for the Backcats, and I'm, I'm excited to, to see what they've got in store for this weekend but remember sec championship still in play unlikely but in play and then a top four seed very much in play and that will be huge for the sec tournament so we're talking baseball in the bluegrass which i did not anticipate this uh go doing this in may or at least if we were probably not in such a positive light but we're here baby and i'm loving every second of it and this should be i think somewhat the expectations for for UK baseball in the SEC and Nick Mingione, I you know you've you've done enough this season I think to earn another year. If you if you were to like lose out, you know you got to finish strong. We'll see how the rest of the season goes, but you you've proven me wrong up to this point, and that's been that's been a pleasant surprise for me. Yeah, so. and a lot of it was like we thought they were dead, and last weekend it was like oh, oh no 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 not so fast. Um, so it can change quickly. Yeah, it it can change quickly. And even we thought they were quote unquote dead. They were going to make the tournament, and we right. It just the role had slowed exactly. And it seems like Mm -hmm. they're picking up a little bit of steam again. Just don't get swept this weekend. Otherwise, then you you lose all that momentum that you had built up. Rash, I love the momentum Kentucky has built up with Keisha Johnson, the San Diego Mm -hmm. State transfer. He's visiting. He's going to commit to UK. I I mean, yeah, it's it. it I'll be feels, shocked if he doesn't. Right. It's just. I think now the only, it's only a matter of when instead mm-hmm. of if. You know. And, and like maybe if UK gets us like Chris Livingston, all of a sudden's like, no, actually, I'm coming back. Um, maybe if like UK gets some surprise somewhere else, that could change things. But I, I that would have to happen pretty quickly because I think Johnson's going to jump on his opportunity to be a Kentucky Wildcat, not an Arizona Wildcat, sooner rather than later. He was visiting. He was checking out all of John Calipari's accomplishments and rings and Hall of Fame rings and all the basketballs that he has in his office, really just taken in his office. He seemed really impressed by John Calipari's office. He even said to Cal, Coach, let me have one of these rings, which I wanted to say, like, you you have accomplished a ring because they give rings if you make the Final Four. Yeah, which they uh, should. You've accomplished a ring more recently than he has. You give him your <laughs> ring, buddy. Uh, but didn't get the big ring. And hopefully if he comes to UK, they can work together and get big rings for both of them. But he, I, I, I'd be shocked if he's not a cat. And we've talked it to death this week, but I love the fit. It's you, you just don't usually find a player like that in the transfer portal that's going to be totally cool with potentially being the sixth man. If not the sixth man, he, he could be a starter, very well could be a starter. But if he is the starter, he knows that he's not going to be an offensive focal point. He'll be a Offensive afterthought, if we're being honest, uh, he will not be the focal point in any regard offensively. But he loves defense. He can go crash the glass. 
He can switch on different positions. He can guard different positions. He can bang inside. He's got a good frame at 225. He can knock down jumpers if open, and he will be open, I think, with this Kentucky team and the way it's going to shake out. Players like this just don't grow on the transfer portal tree, and it's nice that John Calipari seemingly is going to pluck them. Uh, love it. Love to see it. Uh, I also just appreciate, like, as much as we – we do the whole song and dance over the high school and the nil. Like it is kind of fun to just see somebody excited to be at Kentucky and hanging out with John Calipari. <laughs> I agree. Great. And like, he also just, even in that like Instagram video, I'm, I'm, I'm maybe taking some, some leaps and bounds here, but like, it's always more fun when you have a personality that's good with interviews and good with media and can, and Jacob Toppin was that to a certain degree last season, but it's always fun when you kind of have just somebody that can kind of cut it up and he's a grown man. He, I mean, he's what is he going to be like 23, 24 potentially when he's playing at UK next season, it yeah, seems like he'll be good with the media there. as well. Somebody that UK is probably going to throw out there a lot. Cause they know that he's probably not going to say anything silly or goofy. That'll be good too. It seems like he may be a good personality to have around as well. And plus his experience leading, helping lead a team to a national championship appearance where he was probably the best player in that national championship game for San Diego State, although they did come up short. It'll be great. It'll be great if it happens, and I, I would not expect it to last much longer. UK is not usually one. They've changed this in recent years where they'll push for a commitment Cal used to like the idea of like, you know how confident I am and everything that I'm selling. You go home and think about it. Sleep on it. Don't I don't want you to make any rush decisions right now. Just go home. Talk it over with your family. So he may do that with Keisha Johnson, or it could just be a, a, a situation where Johnson's like, yeah, I know this is where I want to be. Let's just go ahead. Let's do the pictures. Let's do the videos. Let's get that stuff going. And if they do do that, which I would almost guarantee that they are, I bet it will probably leak that like everybody's feeling really good about UK. Yeah, I, yeah, if that's the case, I don't so think like, it will make it to the end of the weekend without a commitment. We'll get, instead of just like the visit went well, it'll be UK likes their chances. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's if he doesn't just pop on the visit. Um, I know you said that hasn't been exactly the protocol as of late, but I could I could see that. Happening. Yeah, more and more now, they it's becoming a little bit more normal because – they do they 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 want the graphics they want the cool videos they want the pictures and so when you do that stuff the school's like okay so if we're taking the time to do this stuff we feel take, pretty good about our chances and yeah. the kid will be like yeah i'm i'm gonna commit to you let's just let it me just, make the decision i just want this right. stuff ready to go when we're ready to go yeah like it, it it takes them a little bit to edit together 24 48 hour sort of deal um but uh he uh I, i'm not sure if he was at jeff ruby's last night did not make my way over there to, to see if it was his turn at the table. Um, but uh, he's not the only official visitor this weekend at Kentucky football. Got an official visitor that arrived yesterday. Uh, Daverin Rayner. Um, I'm, I'm just going to say I, I have no idea his first name. But Rayner. Rayner was an all-state linebacker at Indianapolis North Lawrence. Then played three years at Northern Illinois and was really an impact player all three years there. Um He's just a little bit undersized, so he's dealt with some injury, and that's that's why you're bringing Rainer in. Uh, six foot three, two ten. Um, he's a qual- like he's played in quality football games. He's got good production. He's an above average open field tackler. Kentucky needs bodies in that inside linebacker room. Last last fall, DeAndre Square 
and Jacquez Jones, they, they missed significant amount of time. I mean, DJAC started nine games and, and Trevin Wallace started in six, all because there was injuries. There's going to be injuries at that position. You got to have guys ready. And I don't think Martez Thrower and Luke Fulton can be relied on as LB3. This guy, yeah, I got a lot more faith if they can get that done. Um, he's talked about his relationship with Marcus Cox. Marcus Cox hosted him on his official visit to Northern Illinois. So it would be kind of funny if he hosted him on his official visit to, to Kentucky this time around. Uh, but Yeah, I wonder how that would go. Like, on the one hand, hey, I didn't steer you wrong about Northern Illinois, did I? You had fun? Look at the position you're in we, now. We won the MAC? Or like, potentially he'd be like, well, you know, you told me to go there and here I am transferring. So, <laughs> but then again, you're, you're improving your status. You're up, yeah, you're upgrading. Up. So, yeah. You can't say that it wasn't all, all bad news. Uh, what was his first name? It's, it's Dave, a- but, like, but there's an, it's, it's spelled like, yeah, I guess Devarian. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Daverin. I, I just know. wanted to look him up. I just, I, I heard you say Rainer. I just didn't know what his first name was to, to be That's able to tough. find his profile. I got it here though, but. Yeah, he played against UK, right? Uh, yeah, he had ten tackles and a sack. That's in that right. Game. That's right. That's right. So uh, yeah. he he played well against Kentucky. He he might not be the only official visitor too. So ooh, do tell. I'm just saying, he might he might not be the only. one. Oh, boo! Come on, Scooch, boo! Okay, just me, Boone. Yeah, it's okay. Text on into the Thornton text line, 502-414-1450. If you ever want to release the name, Roush, this is a safe space. Nobody's going to go running away with it or anything like that. Yeah, I... Uh, this person asked nicely to keep it quiet, so I'll keep it quiet. But, uh, okay, yeah. you're a good guy. Where, where yeah. did you go to dinner last night? You didn't run into any anybody on official visits. Where were you? I did not. I was downtown at a... Uh, a taco establishment that makes really epic tacos. Okay. <laughs> that sounds awesome. I've yeah. heard great things about the, the epic taco establishment. That's fun. Yeah. yeah. It was, uh, I had, it was like steak and shrimp taco. Oh. And then the, the Brie air, um, mm-hmm. those things freaking rule. Um, where you like dip them in the au jus stuff. Oh, it's, I'll, oh, we, I felt like we feasted like kinks and we got there in time for happy hour. So there was a, it was one of those where like, it's getting ready to be six o'clock. Let me order a couple drinks and you know, and then we can, we'll be good for a while. Uh, that's, that's great. Yeah. And, and then into a family they're gonna be in the arena too, who, who works there and gave us a discount. I was like, Oh, hell yeah. Wow. It's a family. Like, uh, felt like we were walking on sunshine. Everything coming up. Roush. That's great. Uh, all right. I want to bring this up. Jack Pilgrim. he, Friend of the show, does an amazing job with UK basketball, especially UK basketball recruiting. He put on the KSR plus 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 board yesterday. Uh, he, he talked with an NBA scout. And again, this criticism is not at Jack. He's just reporting what an NBA scout says. But gosh, it just really, this stuff, I get triggered by it. This is the quote from the NBA scout. NBA teams want to see him play outside the Kentucky system. Best way for him to know if he should stay or go back. Rebounding translates, and I know he can shoot a little better than he showed at UK too. And then he he goes on to say, you know, where he thinks he could potentially be picked. Make sure you're going to KSR Plus board and subscribing. No, NBA scout, no, no. Like, did you watch Kentucky at all? I'm so sick of these, like, 
how they're used in UK systems narrative. It's uh, well, nonsense. It's nonsensical. Oscar Sheboy was a player at West Virginia that was having his minutes decreased, came to Kentucky and became the national player of the year with the best numbers seen in college basketball in 40 years. He was used properly at Kentucky. Offensively, he was used properly at UK. The only thing we didn't see a lot of of Oscar at UK offensively was him shooting threes, which may have been a good thing, may have not been a good thing. Maybe he could hit them, and he should have been able to step back a few more feet. Maybe. Maybe. But he had the 18-footer any time that he wanted it. Any time that he wanted it. To mixed results, but mostly good. And he, I think most, I think 95% of UK fans, when they saw him open with an 18-footer, they were totally okay with him shooting. And at times, we would get sick of how often he'd be force-fed into the post. I have, no, Roush, maybe you can play devil's advocate here for me, but I have no clue how an NBA scout could even well, say, well, maybe he wasn't used right at UK. So here's the thing you got to remember when it's NBA scouts that can talk anonymously. NBA scout is an entry-level position. Same thing for NFL scout. Head of the NFL draft, some people were sharing some very funny comments. Uh, like one person was like, wow, I didn't know Oregon offensive line were so physical. And it's like, well, uh, they're kind of just, like, that's what they're known for. Like, that's, like, I don't know how many of these people actually watch college basketball is my, is my point. Um, yes. <laughs> like that, that, that you, you should ask that question when you hear from the, because, the fact of the matter is a lot of them are probably just w- going to like these grassroots events, watching them at McDonald's games or whatever. And then they have these predetermined opinions and then they probably watch a few of their good games of tape or whatever. Cause if you watch, if you watch his like really good games, he shot it very well mm-hmm. from 18 feet. You think he can shoot it better than that? Like he was pretty damn efficient. So I, I, I just would remind you that that is an entry level. The the good ones are like move up and they're like directors of player personnel. Like Nazi Muhammad, he's he's moved on up. Chuck Hayes, like they're Nazi's like the manager of OKC's G League team, and Chuck Hayes is like director of player personnel or something. Like they move up when when they're good. The regular scouts they they stay there for a reason. It's just a goober opinion is all that it is. Oscar Sheboy's issues at UK were never offensive related. The reason that he is not, not in the NBA, the, the reason he's not in the NBA right now is because he couldn't guard a broom. I mean, the, the, I just, all I, that article, I remember we were leaving the Music City Bowl press conference when that article about, uh, it was like the Dana O'Neill just bashing uh, Kentucky's, it was like the anonymous coaches bashing Kentucky's offense. And it's so antiquated. It's it's like it was top twenty in efficiency. I mean, it's hard to keep up. It's hard to keep up with. Like Jeff Goodman had something similar to that. Like uh, Jonathan Giovanni, he he had you know he he mentioned UK's archaic offense. Really, is just totally nonsensical. uh, And Giovanni too. He's he's big on. uh, He doesn't get the access he wants, so he's just going to bash Cal. Of course. And that's yeah. what it comes down to to so many of these media members. And you see it even in local media, too, where, like, if you don't play by their rules or you don't give them the access they want or the interviews they want, then, okay, well, you're not my friend. Then I'm I'm going to I'm going another way on you. And if you do give me access and you do give me interviews, I'm going to say nice things about you. And that's why you see Bill Self be so buddy-buddy with so many media members. And we talked about this during the regular season. Like, maybe Cal should just take that approach and just be a schmoozer and get over it. But on the flip side, these grown adults also need to not act like children when they don't get the access they want. But in this scout's instance, he's just 
wrong. Like he's just wrong. But I do think we need to see what Oscar does in the combine. If he goes out there and completely dominates, there is, I think, a chance. I think there's a chance that maybe you don't see him back at UK. It really does seem up in the air. Uh, gosh, I said it yesterday, but I, I really just would love to hear some Antonio Reeves news. That's just the player that I want the most, so get him on board. I'll feel uh, better about pretty much everything else, but still quiet on that front. We, we also got to mention, too, the people that were freaking out about Slater teasing a McDonald's All-American entering the portal. Uh, it was the kid from Kansas, mm-hmm. the seven-footer, who was uh, pretty good for him last year. So yeah. uh, it was it was not Oscar. <laughs> it was not any other, but that – it is important to note that the transfer portal closed, but Oscar's a graduate. So if he wanted to, he could go somewhere else. But um, It's worth reiterating is that if you're a graduate, the transfer portal, you can bypass it. So it's, yeah, it's, it's basically part. a nothing burger. Those rules do not apply. Uh, but weird, all of the but... people who are involved, like insiders or whatever, they're basically like Oscar, he could go to the portal, but he wouldn't make more money anywhere else. So, like, it would really – it would take a very special situation. And here's the thing. Like, the places that – like, the the brands that would make sense, like a Kansas, I mean, they just got their Hunter Dickinson. So, uh, yeah, I don't feel, – it feels like Oscar's uh, ultimately going to announce that he's coming back. He's just going to – we just got to play the waiting game a couple more weeks. I hope that uh, – I hope he does come back even with his defensive inefficiencies – I just want you, you want as much talent as you can have on a team potentially. So we'll see. Uh, UK supposedly has reached out to that Marshall transfer from Kentucky. What's his name? You mean, wait, what? Marshall transfer from Kentucky? Yes. He is transferring from Marshall, but he's. Oh, from oh Kentucky. the Corbin kid. I, okay. Yeah. I didn't know they reached out to him. He's a pretty good shooter, right? Yeah. He averaged Andrew Taylor. He averaged 20 points per game at Marshall. Unfortunately for him, a video of when he was in high school saying things that he should not have said is always going to be attached to him. So I've seen UK fans even debate if they want him or not because of that potential distraction. I would say take him if UK wants him and they vet him and they talk to maybe their team and stuff like that and everybody's cool with it. If you could get somebody that averaged 20 points per game to be maybe your eighth or ninth man in college basketball – That'd be pretty cool. I would be pretty surprised if he does come to UK. I think the only way he'd come to UK is if Reeves was assuredly gone, which I don't want that to be the case. And even that, he's not a perfect Reeves replacement. They play different styles, but it'd still be a scorer in the backcourt. You can make it work, move some other pieces around. But I'd like if you can add him and be, again, like the eighth or ninth man, that'd be great. And maybe it'd make you feel a little bit more warm and fuzzy about 2024 and 2025. But I, I think he's probably going to end up going – to a bigger school than Marshall where he will likely be a starter. So maybe not the level of like a Kentucky-like program, but probably a power Power five, five, power six, where he's going to be more slated in to have the the starting spot. But something maybe to keep an eye on. UK is just kind of touching base with more transfers. I don't really know exactly why, because I don't think a lot of these people, like Isaiah Miranda from NC State, he's not going to go to UK, but UK did supposedly reach out. And it is also worth mentioning that, like, maybe UK is also not reaching out, and these kids could just be misguided or misinformed. Oh, um, I got. We'll, we'll take them for their word. That that uh, I've had people report offers and if, saying they're going to officially visit to a school, 
and then was told later, like, yeah, he's just making that up to generate some buzz. It's like, I mean, I wouldn't doubt. I wouldn't doubt. I mean, that absolutely happens. It's it's also like if you don't think you're good enough to get to that level that you're saying you're going to visit, like it's actually kind of smart because it gets other schools paying attention. Like, there's definitely times when UK will do people some favors by offering just to get other schools on their radar. So yeah. Um, pretty, uh, yeah, just gotta, just gotta stay, stay a little woke there. Stay a little woke there. Okay. Kelly craft. Speaking of which, Wokeism. Speaking oh, man. Of which, early voting has started and yeah. they are expecting a really low turnout in Kentucky, which is, I, I, you know, primaries, you don't always get the biggest turnout. So it's not the most surprising thing in the world, but I'll just remind this to Kentucky and especially Kentucky Republicans. Low voter turnout is how you get Matt Bevin. Just so yeah, folks know. So That's how you get Matt Bevin elected. So go out there and Matt vote. Bevin. Even if you think that your candidate's in a good spot or if you think your candidate has no chance, get out there and vote. Early voting has started. Election day is on Tuesday. I think there are a lot of nice candidates in the Republican primary. Our guy, Alan Keck, came on the show as well. I'm not the biggest Kelly Craft fan, but I'm not going to tell you how to vote. Just vote. Get out there. And let's yeah. not have our turnout be as low as they're predicting. Yeah, cool. Uh, can if you're a registered Democrat, can you vote for anything on Tuesday? Yeah, I think so. There's, I mean, there's a Democratic primary too. But does it? Does it I matter? mean, Andy Bashir is going to cruise, obviously. But, but like uh, in the other stuff, though, is I there? Think so. I'm pretty sure there is. Because I've really like the the I've felt, I've seen the commercials for the ag guy who's like China ain't doing that here. I like his commercials. He's yeah, there, there's stuff for Democrats as well, and I, I think the only people that can't vote are maybe independents. I could even be wrong about that. I, I know if you're an independent, you can't vote in the Republican or Democratic primaries, but maybe there's... But maybe you're going to vote for an independent person. <laughs> yeah, maybe, um, maybe there's an independent primary out there or something. But uh, Republicans and Democrats, get out there and let your... Maybe there's a Libertarian candidate, too. Get out there and, and let your, your voice be heard. All right, let's take our last break. We'll come back. Ooh, we'll fire up that text line. Absolutely. We got some Rick Pitino talk on the text line. Love it. Uh, the, the controversy just follows that dude around, and that happened again yesterday. We'll tell you about that. We'll read the text line. This is KRC on the Big Air. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Let's have fun with numbers here because we've got stupid brains and we are not the smartest people in the world. Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Okay. You have your Shady Rays ready to go for the weekend. You wouldn't want to leave the house without them. You'll be styling, looking good in Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com. Check out their selection. They've got sunglasses for each and every occasion. And do not forget to use the promo code BIGX for 25% off. That's promo code BIGX for 25% off at ShadyRays.com. All right, Roush, what all do we need to get to on today's show? We had one more thing to touch on. 
Uh, we did, but it's on the text line. If we just want to wait to get to that, love it, love it. Let's get to the text line then. Yeah, five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the number to the Thorns text line. Uh, it's popping. Whether oh, you're Scoots may have something for us. Actually, Scoots has something for us. He's not muted. Oh, I guess he's just not muted. Probably not paying attention. Oh, yeah. CSAA... Sorry, guys. <laughs> CSAA weigh-ins were absolutely wild. Coaches would practically starve their growing children, make them wear the lightest clothes possible. Even saw some kids just wearing their boxers. Truly nuts in retrospect. Is it? What do you mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, it is a little nuts. Like it, 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 it was wild. It was wild. Like it, it, it's hard if you were if you were in the CSAA football system to not naturally just be competitive because you just had grown adults like really really competitive were the ones that were teaching you and the weigh-ins were a perfect example of that just as the texture says. But like if you're in any sport that weighs in now, like it's no it's no different. Yeah, but these right. are like anywhere from ten to twelve year olds, you know. Yeah, I mean, my my cousins did that wrestling as ten to twelve year olds, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, but the the part, the only time that I thought was really nuts because it for most people that had to make weight, all it meant was just don't eat like garbage on Friday and Saturday, and wait till you eat your meal on Sunday until after weigh ins. Like it wasn't any. Yeah, you're any, saying that to a ten year old child. You're not saying it to like an eighteen year old. You're saying it to a kid who like that was the weird part about it. And we all did it. CSAA, by the way, if you're unfamiliar, was the, the Catholic grade school football league in Louisville. Yeah. The Toy Bowl, it was, you know, a big to-do. Yeah, I, I, the only time for me where it was like, all right, this is hilarious. And now it was also, we were in eighth grade, so you're 14. It's a little bit different. But um, our running back was um, not always the most disciplined. He also uh, sweat like a lady of the night in church. So he showed up one time. He was our starting running back. Very good. And he showed up one time like eight pounds overweight. And they're like, Marcus, what are you doing, dude? So he put on a rain jacket and just like walked around the gym for an hour and made weight. <laughs> I don't know if that's physically possible. Oh, he, I mean, that's how much he sweat. It was disgusting. But like he did it. It was just all water weight. Um, and that's just a weird thing to do with like young kids. And, and that's another thing too, is like the weigh-ins for C and we'll move past it after this, but the weigh-ins for CSAA too, were just so definitive. Like if you didn't make weight, then Hey, you're, you're not done for the, the year. You're not touching the football that yeah, year. You, you can still again. play, but like you, you're not going to, you gotta be a lineman or you, you, you can't, you can't be a running back or you can't be a wide receiver, which I, I remember the public school leagues in Louisville. They were much heavier. You could be like 20 or 30 oh, yeah. pounds heavier and and do all that and um uh, they they have increased they they finally were like all right kids are bigger now than they were in the in the 70s <laughs> so let's 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 up the ante just a little bit but uh what was still, it 110 for fifth and sixth grade and 130 for seventh and eighth i think it was 105 for the first one but it was definitely 130 for yeah six seven and eighth and um, it's it now also like 150 and 125 i think which I, I know you were very familiar with this but also like if you if you didn't make weight they just had to slap this big old x on the back of your yeah. helmet basically fat shaming you as a kid yep, yep. yeah x go and give it to you um oh, but man. um i i was like i was very proud to be an x man although it was very weird to be a center like and be like six feet tall and mm. like my quarterback was like on his tiptoes getting snaps 
<laughs> I'll never forget that the San Rafael Giants just took you all to a little place called the Bone Zone. No, well, uh, who won the Toy Bowl that year? Who cares? Who won the head-to-head? Most important. Everybody always says that. (laughs) That's always the most important. Uh, Scoots soaks in a bubble bath every night with a bath bomb, pinning solely on the day of the week. Couple of splatty platties and unscented candles while watching cops on his tablet and searching (laughs) for new Twitter accounts to like. That's a a good text, although I haven't ever said anything about unscented candles, so I don't know where that came from. And it's live that TV, like not a, cops. a dream Friday night, Scoots. Yeah, that, yeah really doesn't does. sound bad. Warm bath. The the only thing about the 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 warm bath though, like it gets cold, it gets chilly. Yeah, it doesn't stay hot forever. Uh, what uh, what do you have on tap for tonight, Scoots? Uh, nothing tonight. I'm I mean, depending oh. on I'm hoping the rain holds off. I would love to get out for some golf, but that does not look very likely today. Um, it's probably just going to be another one of those relaxing days where I do a whole bunch of nothing. You earned it, buddy. Thank you. You did. Thank you, you earned it. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe a little rough and rowdy. You gonna get rough? You are gonna get rowdy, Scoots? Mm, probably not. You don't like Scoot. watching people fight, Scoots? Come on over. I'm gonna get rough and rowdy tonight. It sounds like you don't have any plans. You just submit it to it. What we time does it start? Come on over. Eight. Like eight. Oh, I'm busy then. Sorry. Oh, you. Yeah. Oh, what I a jerk. Forgot, forgot I had something to do at 8 o'clock. Oh, what a jerk. <laughs> we may as well jump in with this text right here. Scooch, could Churchill Downs girl make weight for the St. Rayfield Giants running back? <laughs> if it's 135, absolutely not. But I don't want her to make weight for the St. Rayfield Giants. <laughs> hey, I might be in tonight, TJ. I'm- wow. Wow. Maybe. You're you're more than welcome, buddy. If you're bored tonight, seriously, come on over. It, we're not. I'm not doing like a big thing or anything. We're just. I'm just gonna be probably having a few drinks and watching a bunch of West Virginians punch each other in the face. It's <laughs> just it's like a very... good old fashioned American should do on a Friday night. <laughs> oh, a texter says. Speaking of West Virginia, West Virginia probably would have been more inclined to part ways with Huggins if he hadn't just signed the best transfer portal class. There's your nuance. Yeah, I mean that's 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 correct as well. Like that definitely played a role in it. I have no doubt in my mind. They knew if they probably parted ways here in May, you're going to have a lot of those people in the transfer portal. It's not like they were attached to West Virginia by any. But right. they just had just committed to him, most of them. So, uh, Texter, you are also very correct by that. Good text. Yeah, I I had not kept up with that, but I now I know that West Virginia is supposed to be pretty good next year. It's been it's been a they're very hit or miss. I feel like since they've joined the Big Twelve. Well, it's, I mean that's been a long time, but like in the last. Very um, shrieky of Scoot's underwear. Like they, I remember last year they had a losing record at, at, at to some point, and then they still made the NCAA tournament. Yeah, so, yeah. and and there is a benefit to playing in the Big Twelve where you can take on more losses because it's such a tough league. But right, right. they have expectations. I don't think they're necessarily conference favorites next year, but they should probably be top three in the conference, top four in the conference. So that should translate to probably a top five seed nationally. So yeah, big, um, big expectations for West Virginia. And it could be Bob Huggins swan song. I can't imagine him doing this much longer. Speaking of big 12, I would really like to thank Texas for hiring uh, that guy. What is it? Rodney Terry? Yes. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Really, really glad they decided to stick with him. I just think uh, it, 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 and Mitch Barnhart has, uh, He's fallen into this trap as well. I think it's actually like braver and bolder to not make that emotional hire because, yeah, all the players want him and uh, and the fans like him. But like, you got to just think big picture. 
Texas in a never in a million years would hire Rodney Terry if they if Chris Beard left for the NBA after after the season. Never in a million years would they do that. They would go national. They probably could have gotten Rick Pitino, maybe John Calipari. You know that those that those rumors were out there. But because it was middle of the year and they promoted him within, and they end up doing pretty solid, it was kind of this emotional thing. I think an athletic director needs to not get caught up in the emotions of it. And and you had that happen with Mitch Barnhart and Kyra Elzey, well, and we've which, seen the results, which have been dude, not great. The the one this week really hurts um if you don't oh, yeah tiana UK Aaron, basketball is so ugh. she was one of the best recruits lz ever signed top 15 player in the country uh couldn't play last year because they found out she had a heart abnormality at uk like during her physical so she had to have emergency heart surgery so I mean, it's got to be bad when you help save a woman's life, and she's like, "Yeah, I, I still don't want to play for you." Like that. Yes. I mean, it, it's like equal parts, kind of like it's kind of kind of messed up, but also like they, but she sees the writing on the wall mm-hmm. and isn't going to waste her time. Yeah, UK is not going to. They may have a U of L men's basketball season next year. Women's basketball will. I don't know. I don't think they're going to get double digit wins. Well, I'm sure man. they'll probably soften up the out-of-conference schedule to to make it look a little bit better, but they're going to get annihilated in the SEC. They're playing a different sport than the top dogs in the conference and the top teams nationally. And it sucks because women's basketball right now has a ton of spotlight, and UK is playing a different sport, sadly. Mitch Barnhart, man, just so people know, even if he ends up being right about Nick Mingione, I'm still just so ready for a change, and it's just never going to happen because we never hear from anybody ever, ever. Whatever. Uh, fun fact, at least twice a week, I'm listening to KRC in the sauna. Look up sauna and heat therapy benefits. We're talking about adding years to your life. Ooh, um, my wife, she's in on the sauna. Um, she voted She votes sauna. Over so, hot tub? Over hot tub, yeah. And but I, you can I get a little bit more like, you know, hanky-panky in a hot tub. I think the her, her thought is the uh, the maintenance of the hot tub. Yeah, but I think saunas probably have a little bit of maintenance themselves. But I would I would also think hot tubs would be more. Right, right, right. But if it, I had a it, hot tub in the summer, I'm turning that bad boy into a cold tub. <laughs> I think you can do that, can't you? Just not um, turn on the heaters or so something. One year uh, in college, we lived in a house that had a hot tub, and it was I don't know ten degrees outside. So we were going to do the thing where you. Uh, I, I, it was very cold, probably even colder than 10 degrees. Like one of the cold, it was when people were boiling water and throwing it up and watching it evaporate. It was that cold out. So like, all right, let's go hop in the hot tub. And I went to run out there and jumped in and it was so cold that the hot tub was not hot. And I jumped into cold water and, uh, I, it was the worst feeling I've ever felt in my life. That sounds horrible. Did you just like run inside of the shower? Yeah, it, it was, it was very much a like, oh, oh, cause like, you're, I, I was trying to get as submerged as possible, and then I was quickly like, "Oh no, this is the worst thing ever! Get me out of here, warm me up!" Like, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, I was just running wet through the house to get to a hot shower as quickly as possible. We've talked about your college hot tub way back in the day on KRC, like probably back in nineteen or something. First off, I bet that hot tub was just absolutely disgusting. Secondly, that is my favorite time to use a hot tub is when it's like 
absolutely frigid oh, outside, like where your hair is freezing. Yes, that's cool. That's a cool feeling. And then it like cracks and stuff. You know? And that was when I had hair too. So that oh, was cool too. Yeah, that's a good time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, glad you didn't catch anything from that hot tub, or at least nothing that stuck. Well, as far as Southern, Southern Josh here. All this week about stall ball reminds me of John Calipari's last 10 minutes of the game, offensive philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> got him. You got him. I uh, loved your survey yesterday, TJ. That that was that made me feel good. Of course, you still have the anti shot clock goobers out there that are just pretty much yelling to nobody. But yeah, not, very but, loud minority, at least among like the general population. It might be different for schools, but it, at least you did people. get that affirmation that okay, mm-hmm. most humans are normal enough to know that shot clock good. Ninety percent of people said they prefer a shot clock in Kentucky high school basketball. That, that's tough to ignore. 90% of people. I don't think I've ever done a poll that had been more lopsided. By the way, breaking news, it's official. Mage is heading to the Preakness. They wanted to have <laughs> one last workout this morning, make sure that he looked good, and he is off to Pimlico yeah. for the Preakness. Get it on, baby. Yeah. So I also, uh, among conversations with my wife, it's not going to be next year. Because the PGA weekend in at Valhalla will be the same weekend as the Preakness, but I think I'm, I'm going to do. I'm going to. I've got triple crown. Like I've already got in a brain that one year I'm doing all three. So we're just. just it's, it's there. It's going to happen one time. I just hope <laughs> I pick the right one where the Belmont has a, a triple crown on the line. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. I, I've had some friends go to Preakness, and that just sounds like it. It it, it, whew, it might take you some years off my life. Somebody who went to the Preakness told me that if you go into it with the expectations of it being the Kentucky Derby, you are going to have a horrible time. Your expectations will not be met. You will be disappointed, and you'll end up not having the right experience. I was told that you have to have a state fair expectation with a big old horse race at the end of it. And if yeah, you have that it, expectation, you end up having a lot of fun. It's it's basically what I thought of the infield before I went, like the the Hunter S. Thompson version sort of deal. Uh, that's kind of how I envisioned it. But they also have like concerts in there, like yeah, like a state uh, fair, you know. I think uh, I think Bruno Mars might be there this year. Like they get wow. big big acts, chain smokers. I think Shaq DJed uh, last year, which I, I'm not for DJ sets, but if you have Shaq, like it's Shaq, yeah, you know. Which, like, if I was a celebrity that, or maybe like a former athlete that is well known, like anybody can just be a DJ, and somebody's gonna be like, "Well, they're DJing." You probably have somebody else like make the music for you, or at least like you'd help out make the music. But just people would see Shaq if like Shaq was a magician, people would go see him. Like, hey, Shaq's doing magic tricks at the Preakness this year. You want to check him out at the stage? People would be like, "Hell yeah, it's Shaq doing magic tricks." Oh yeah, it's Shaq DJing. Sure. So just something Shaq to think also, about. Trying to think about if Shaq was in a different era. I mean, he came at the perfect time, but like he would have just been like uh, the most famous circus performer a hundred years ago. You know, it's cause the dude's seven foot two. I mean, Shaq could literally do anything and people will watch, but it's also like, he's, he's got the, the personality too. Exactly. To yeah, like, he does. Uh, yeah. It's great. Which another uh, fun, what, like Obechobe. Oh, go ahead. Rash, sorry. I was just going to say, if you, if you ever find yourself watching any ESPN NBA studio show, all you can think to yourself is, "How is the, like they're not even 
this is not competing against TNT at all. Like this is like the minor leagues. What are we doing here, ESPN? The worldwide leader in sports. Mm, Another fun Lake OG Toby fact. They hold a huge EDM music festival there, so one would assume the lake is full of drugs and other fun items. Suck it, guys. Have a great weekend. Hey, you suck it, buddy. And hey, you also have a great weekend. Hey, and the lake's only 12 feet, so you can maybe find them. Yeah. Would you, Scooch, go to an EDM music festival there? Uh, no. No, I wouldn't. Not, 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 not a big EDM, EDM guy. guy, no. It's pretty fun. I've been Sometimes to on the Pelotron, I'll do an EDM ride and just lose myself. Just headbanging nonstop. Yeah. St. John's is getting sued by former head coach Mike Anderson. You got to remember, Mike Anderson's a huge loser. He is suing St. John's for $46 million. He said that they fired him to avoid a buyout and they used that money to hire Rick Patino. Poor Rick Patino. He just can't go anywhere without some sort of controversy or lawsuit following him. And although he's not directly tied to this one, his new employer is, uh, I bet Mike Anderson will get a settlement. That's well, he sh- I mean,. He should. There was no reason to, like, fire him with cause. Like you, I don't know all the details, but but like you, he should pay, be fired for just being a bad coach, right? But but you still have to pay buyouts, and St. John's is just trying to be cheap. So like, they they'll end up like you said, they'll pay a settlement, probably a third of that, like eighteen to twenty million dollars. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And if you're Mike Anderson, you say hell yeah, that's fine. That much. Also, money you're right, Mike Anderson, big time loser. Mm-hmm. Um, sure is. Sure yeah, is. Huge, that guy, huge that guy at Arkansas. Uh, with the way the cash is flowing through college athletes, how long until their courtside seats at Rupp Arena right next to the bench like they have for NBA games? It'd be cool to have a beer sitting next to head coach Tyler Eulis for the 2033 Kentucky Wildcats. That probably will happen, Texter. Would be my guess. I've Nothing always wanted to, to sit behind the bench. Me too. I just feel like yeah. you, you'd hear a lot. I've never yeah. had those great of seats. I've had, journal, I've had media seats on the – on the floor back when they did that back in the day. Which I watched is right there, about the, the visitor's bench. Yeah. Cool. And that was. You get to hear the visitor head coach. You get all those interactions, but not right behind the head coach at UK. Justin bringing us back into KRC after commercial was electric stuff yesterday. The energy and enthusiasm was something that was very noteworthy. I'm very impressed, Scoots. Thanks, Plumley, bro. Appreciate you. That's why he gets paid the big bucks. Nothing hits harder than some Brooks and Dunn when floating in an above-ground pool. Roush knows. Uh, you ain't kidding. <laughs> John here. Hey, TJIF, my friends, and good morning. Okay, Nuggets, we see. Wow, can they keep this going and become NBA champs? Give me the Warriors and Heat tonight. Who's the KRC crew taking? Well, have a great weekend. Got to go talk to you later. I'm I'm going with what you said, John, but I'm taking the Knicks to cover but lose. I'm taking Warriors. We're finally going to get a good close game. I, I hope it's close. I hope it's close. Uh <laughs> When Texter says, if if it's a waffle cone that counts as breakfast, you dingus. <laughs> another another Texter says, just got back into town and I'm catching up. Roush, it was cool meeting you at Oaks. The sales and Tiger Tech are in good hands. Man, the Forte failed test is not a good look. Even worse, Repol, the owner, stalled out the case in New York for months. What's happening to my beloved horse racing? It was it was a lot of fun to meet you, Texter. Uh, dude, he had a huge rip too, TJ. I don't remember the specifics, but it was one of those things where I was losing, and then he was like, had had fifty across or had had like a five dollar exacto on a bomb and just robbed the paramutual. So mm-hmm. shout out to the Texter for raking in the dough in the infield at Oaks uh, on Friday last week. Take me back. Wish, wish we could go back, but we can do it all over again. Shannon O'Bannon. What's up, Shannon O'Bannon? She says, Scoot said, sweet, not wait. You all are the best. Too many wacky Wednesdays. 
Scoots. Happy <laughs> Friday, guys. Happy Friday to you, Shannon O'Bannon. Have a good weekend. TJ and Nick, was it Chuck Hayes that moved up as an NBA scout, or was that Keldon Johnson Sr.? Boom, Rose. Great callback. Reeves better come back. If not, then we don't have a dead-eye shooter. I know Cal doesn't prioritize shooters, but my Lord. I mean, he does prioritize shooters. Let's chill out on that. But I do agree that Reeves needs to come back. I'll be very worried about shoot. I, I will. I'll be very worried about shooting if Reeves doesn't come back. Unless oh, they bring somebody else in that's a great shooter, then that will change. We've got a picture of my bald head. At there you are. There's, there's Roush at Rupp. Great for the texters. Okay, I'm going to end the show and going to give you all a chance as well. But I just want to wish a happy Mother's Day to my mom, who I love dearly. She's the best. Thank you for everything. Hope you have a great weekend thinking about you and love you. And, of course, to my wife, who has has been an incredible mother in the 19 months and plus that she's been, and, of course, throughout the pregnancy. I'm very lucky to have strong women in my life, my sisters, obviously, as well, and uh, a lot a lot of folks. I'm, I'm very impressed by you all. What you all do is not does not go unnoticed. It's not easy. And your inspirations for all for all the men that are surrounded by you. So, love you all and happy Mother's Day. None of my family happy listens, Day, so I'll just say Happy Mother's Day. Keep it. Yeah, that. I don't. I also don't think any of them are listening right now. But love you, none the same. Happy Everybody Mother's Day. Everybody have a great weekend. Go back, cats. We'll be back on Monday. This is Kentucky Roll Call and Big X Sports oh. Radio. TJ Walker. Oh, cow. Come, 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 come,